0: Please take out your Bible this morning and turn with me to the book of Hebrews. Book of Hebrews. You say, what? I thought we've been in a series in the Gospel of Luke. Well, we are and we will be. And this morning we're taking a brief break from our series in the story of salvation to really look at a passage of Scripture and a theme that uh, the Lord's really impressed on my heart uh, for us as a church this week. Hebrews the book of Hebrews chapter 10. If you find it there, uh, we'll stand and read it in just a moment. Well, we've already had one of these this morning, but now it's uh, adult worship time right here on the sermon. So I want to ask all of you, what is this? What is it? Say it louder. You're like, is it mine? No, it's, it's mine. I brought it this morning. Uh, this is a $20 what? Bill. It's money, right? Oh, there's all kinds of words for this, money, green stuff, bucks, moolah, right? But uh, it's currency, right? It's currency. And in fact, how many of you have ever traveled outside the United States? Can I see your hand? If you've ever traveled outside the U.S., more than likely you entered into another country that had a totally different form of currency, you know? Like if you're in London and you really want to buy something, you need to have pounds, Uh, If you're in Uganda like I was a number of summers ago and you're there in the market and you want to buy and sell and trade with somebody you have to have shillings and if you happen to be in America and you want to buy something you need what? Dollars. You need dollars. You need a lot of them. How many of you are finding dollars don't seem to be going as far as they used to, right? And uh, oh, all the joys of inflation and all the joys of of economies and changes and and. Uh, but but currency is really in exchange. Just the other day, we were there at the house, and Ashlyn had won a stack of dollar bills. She had like, I think, 36 of them, and we had counted them out, and she had all these dollar bills she was trying to hold on to, and so she's, you know, going around the house. She's playing with her money, and, and I said to her, I said, hey, how about you trade me? Uh, that, that, that looks like a lot to keep up with. I'll trade you two $20 bills for your 36 $1 bills. Now, I'll just tell you, she wasn't buying it, like, and uh, and, and I was trying to do her a favor, right? I trying to give her a little money, make it a little more manageable, but for her she sees my two things and 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 her 40 things and uh, she she wasn't really buying it. But 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 all of us know that the the numbers on this thing mean something, right? They mean something. It's a, a a 20 is larger than a 10 and a $100 bill is larger than a 20. We all we all understand that and we all give dollars in exchange for things. Many of you probably this week uh, we're at the store. You're at a restaurant, and uh, you used money. You use this dollar to exchange something. And this morning, we all understand that, right? That money is a is a form of exchange. This currency is a really a medium for exchange. And I want us to think about something this morning as we've opened up in our Bibles to Hebrews chapter ten. In a in a, in a rather similar way, the Bible would make the point that faith is really the medium exchange of exchange in the kingdom of heaven. That as we think about the kingdom of heaven, as we think about what God has planned and what he has in store for you and I, as we think about the supernatural things in our life, that, that, that this morning, if any of us desire something supernatural from the storehouse of heaven, it, it comes to each of us through the medium of this exchange that the Bible calls faith. This morning, I want, to, I want to preach a message to you as we're really looking out into a new year, as we're uh, considering some things for vision for the life of our church. And I want you to think about this, the currency of the kingdom the currency of the kingdom. The Bible would teach that the currency of the kingdom of God is faith. You've opened your Bible this morning to Hebrews chapter 10. I want you to stand and we're going to read beginning in verse 38 and we're going to read into chapter 11. Follow with me in your copy of God's word. Start with me um, in verse yet 38. The scripture says, my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and persevere in their souls. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. And by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Father, we pray this morning as we would humble our hearts before your word that we all recognize that you are God. You have created all things. You have spoken, uh, Lord, by your power, all that we see. That all of these things that are visible to us have been made by you. And the Bible says that, Lord, you are a spirit And we ask this morning, God, as we consider our own lives, as we consider this topic of faith, as we consider what it means to believe you, that we as your people, that each of us individually, Father, would open up our heart to how your spirit would speak to us this morning. And Lord, we're in need of your voice. Uh, we, We pray this morning that we would not just hear the voice of a man, but Lord, as we open up your word, that we would truly hear what it is, and that is the word of God. So we ask for your help, and we pray it in Jesus' name. All God's people said... Amen. You may be seated. This morning we're talking about the currency of the kingdom. And the Bible says really clearly right here in Hebrews chapter 10 that the righteous the just shall live by faith. Now here's the thing I know my friend this morning that faith is a personal faith. When the Bible talks about our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ it has often in mind this idea that yes we are collective in the body of Christ but we all come to Christ individually. You cannot come to Christ for someone else. You cannot come to Christ for the person sitting in front of you or behind you or beside you this morning, this is a personal faith, and the Bible tells us, and it's using here us for us, in Hebrews chapter 10, the, the, the illustration of many of those people in chapter 11, it's what is often referred to as the hall of faith, or the, uh, the, the, the heroes of the faith, and the Bible is laying out a number of individuals, talking about people like Noah, and Abraham, and Moses, and, and David, and Enoch, people who lived lives of dynamic faith, and we see that for every one of them, their faith in God was personal. The Bible tells us that that Abraham believed God, he had faith in God, and it was counted unto him as righteousness. Literally that idea, it was counted, it's this idea of a transaction of an exchange. It's a It's a legal term. It has this idea of being reckoned or being credited. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and the exchange, it was credited to him as righteousness. And so this morning, as we come to our Bibles, we come to this topic of faith and we start by first recognizing that this is a personal, it's an individual faith. No one can have faith in God for you except for your own personal. It's it's a personal decision. And this personal decision has been made possible for us by God's abundant grace. Who will say amen to that? This is all from God's grace. I talked about Awana earlier, and growing up in the church, I had the great privilege of growing up in an Awana ministry. I, I'm actually like really kind of it's kind of weird, full circle now that all these years later now I have a daughter who is in Cubbies, and I learned the Cubby song, and now she's learning the Cubby song. It's just weird? You know. And we learned so many things in Awana. We learned about uh, the Bible. We learned about scriptures. We learned a whole bunch of things. But one of the things I remember learning early on in, in an Iwana class was some Bible words and, and what they mean, kind of a simple definition. And, and, and I'll never forget what I learned about the word grace. Maybe you've learned it as well. It was just a simple acrostic with the five letters of grace, G-R-A-C-E, God's Riches at Christ's expense. Will you say that with me? Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. You see, all of what we have been given comes to you and I today by grace. There is nothing that we have, the Bible teaches, that we have not been given. And everything that we have been given has been given to us by God's grace. God's riches at Christ, what's the last word? Expense. You see, all we have is what has come to us in Christ, and God has given us in Christ that which we do not deserve nor could we ever earn. He has given us His abundant, unmerited favor. But it has come to you at an expense. It has come to you through what Christ has done through his life, through his death on the cross, through his resurrection from the grave. And so the Bible would make the point in Ephesians chapter 2, it'll say this, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. You see, the Bible says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. What we have been given has come to us by grace from God. It is God's riches at Christ's expense. But notice, go back to verse eight. It says, for by grace you have been saved through what? Through faith. Well, what is faith? Well, I also learned that as a Awana kid. And the simple definition, once again, the simple acrostic of faith. Forsaking all, I trust him. What is faith? Forsaking all, I trust him. And Paul here is teaching in this passage, it is by God's grace, it is by his unmerited favor that you and I have been saved. And how have we been saved? It is by our faith that we would come to a moment in our life where we would abandon all that we are, all that we're trusting in, forsaking all. I trust him. And as we come to Christ, this is really what what Paul is laying out for us here in in verse 8 of Ephesians, is this, this powerful reality about the doctrine of salvation. And that is that when my hand extends in faith and God's hand reaches down and I receive his grace, that is what the Bible calls salvation. It is God reaching out. And it's my faith reaching up. And that together, in that moment of receiving what only God has made possible, because the Bible says it is a gift of whom? Is grace a gift or is faith a gift? Both. They're both gifts. All that we have has come from him, and the faith that we, 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 we extend to receive God's grace is what Hebrews is teaching us in this passage is really the currency of the Christian life. The Bible tells us that a person is justified by faith. The Bible says that our prayers are answered by faith. The Bible says that you and I can be overcomers in Christ through faith. And here in Hebrews 10, at the very end of the chapter, it's making this very familiar statement that the just shall what? Live by faith. Turn to your neighbor this morning and tell him, you've got to live by faith. Look right up here. That's the Christian life. That's the Christian life in church. I don't I don't know. I don't know why God's put this on my heart, but, but I believe that, that there may be someone here this morning and and and, and you're wrestling in the Christian life because you've not been walking in the life that God would have for you. Here's the reality. The Christian life cannot be experienced or lived by any other means than through what? Faith. If you don't have faith, you're not living the Christian life. If, if, you're not, if you're not walking in obedience and experiencing the power of God at work in your life through this thing that the Bible calls faith, you're missing out on what the whole Christian life is all about. I mean, and this isn't a new thing. This isn't no new concept in our Bible. In fact, we go all the way back in the Old Testament to the book of Habakkuk, and we find that phrase, that the just shall live by faith. We go to the New Testament, in Paul's writings in Romans and other places, that the just shall live by faith. And here in Hebrews, the, the writer's just kind of summarizing it again, that the just shall live by faith. I mean, I think if you grow up in church any length of time, this is a word that you know. This is a word that you are familiar with. And I think at the outset, we would all say, oh yeah, the Christian life is by faith. We come to Christ by faith. We come by, to Christ by faith alone, by grace alone and Christ alone. Like we, we would all, I think, affirm the, 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 the doctrines of the faith. We would, all, we would all say, oh yeah, of course, the Christian life is a life of faith. But I wonder this morning, how often do you experience in the christian life the exercise of your faith in god how often does faith take center stage in in the moments of trial in the moments of adversity you see you see all of us i think at the outset would say that we believe in salvation by faith alone but but because why because that's the core that's one of those core elements in the heart of the gospel but 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 in hebrews chapter 10 the writer of hebrews has been laboring all book long trying to make one point and that is simply this that jesus christ is better turn your neighbor and tell him jesus is better He's better, and, and this is what the writer of Hebrews is working on. He's, he's showing that in every possible way, Jesus is far better than the Old Testament system. Jesus is far better than angels. Jesus is far better than the Old Testament prophets. And that, and that throughout the whole book of Hebrews, he's talking to these Jew, Jewish religious people who had some form of religious activity, yet they had not come fully to embrace Jesus Christ by faith. And you realize it is actually possible for you this morning, look right up here, it is possible for you to come and attend church every week and gather with God's people and be in a ministry and serve in all of these different ways and you could actually live your entire life in religious activity and never ever come to faith in Jesus Christ. Listen, the Bible gives us here in Hebrews chapter 3 some serious warnings. Consider Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12, Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart. That it's our responsibility as brothers and sisters in Christ, as we look out in the body of Christ and in the relationships that we have in this thing by faith in his family that you and I notice, can we go to that verse, guys, in and, 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 and Hebrews chapter three, if I gave it to you, that we take care, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart. Why? Because it's so destructive. It's so dangerous. Why? Because it will lead you to fall away from the living God. You see, that we can get so wrapped up in religious activity that we actually never come to a moment of saving faith where we come to know Jesus Christ alone. And really, that's the whole reason that God has led us, I believe, to the Gospel of Luke. That as we consider the Gospel of Luke and this story of salvation that as we see into the life of Christ and there's just something as we open our Bibles and we peer into the life of Christ and we and we see Jesus clearly because it's only in in seeing Jesus clearly that you begin to understand who he is and what he's like and what he loves and and what he'll judge and it's in coming to see Jesus Christ more clearly that we come to love him we come to worship him more and more with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our strength. And really today as we're looking forward into a new year, I don't know how many of you have taken the time to maybe chart ahead some plans, some goals, some vision that you have for your life this year, but here's what I wonder about you. Do you desire to know Jesus better this year than you did last year? Do you? Has that been something you've talked about to yourself? That you really do desire to want to know Jesus better this year than you did last year? Do you really desire to adore him more than you did this time last year? Because here's the great danger in the kingdom. The great danger in the kingdom is what the Bible is saying here about the currency of the kingdom. And that is you can talk your way as to having it without truly ever possessing it. I mean, I could walk around the room this morning and you could bold-faced lie to my face and tell me you have $20 in your pocket. But if you don't really have it, then do you really have $20? Not in your pocket. And I wonder how many Christians come into to, to times of worship. How many of us have grown up in church our whole life and we've gone through religious function, religious experience and, and, and we've put on, we, we well know the words and the phrases and the things to say around religious people. And so we can act as if somehow we have what we truly don't possess. And Jesus here, he's he's reminding us through this passage that we see that the just shall live by faith. It is is in coming to Christ in faith that we experience all that we receive from him. We, We receive none of the things by God's grace that he would give us in our life except through this exchange of faith. Christian life is about faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And some people can talk about having faith and they actually don't have that type of faith at all. I think for our society today, in our generation, when most people hear the word faith, you know what they think about? Positive vibes. It's just nothing more than positive thinking i mean come on think about all the ways that people talk about their faith you know someone's going through a real rough point in life they're they're dealing with a real hard moment and and somebody just in love comes to them and says hey man it'll all be all right just have some what just have some faith just have faith have faith in faith well what do they mean by that it's like these warm wishes that somehow we're giving. It, it, it's somehow that we're, we're we're extending to them these good vibes you know like my sister just the other week she oh, man, tragic car accident, and car's probably totaled, and, you know, and shes we're trying to work through. She's okay, but we're working through all of this. And I was like, yeah, car's probably totaled. And she's like, yeah, but it would be nice if we had some good vibes. And I'm like, you know, but, but sometimes that may be our attitude to faith. It's like, hey, this will all work out. Just thumbs up. It's gonna be all right. But what is our faith in? You see, what matters for every one of us is that our faith is secure in the object of what our faith is in our faith is no better than what the object of our faith is in and in fact everybody operates to faith to some degree or another i mean this morning you came into the worship center and you came right in the room and you plopped down and you were exercising faith in a company who made this chair i mean some of you i didn't see any of you come into service this morning kind of going i don't know (laughs) i mean some of you just plopped down right I mean, we come into the room this morning and we're exercising faith that some engineer did this right. That here in a few minutes, the whole ceiling's not gonna collapse, right? And we, all, we exercise faith every day of our life. I mean, you exercise faith on your way to church this morning. You got into your car, you took your key, you put it in the ignition, and what'd you do? You fired your engine, did it blow up? Well, no, you had faith that it was gonna work, right? Some of you went out to eat this week, and you sat down, and you're eating food that some other person's prepared. Did you see how it was prepared? No, you had faith. Some of you, oh, we, all, we all exercise faith when we go under the knife. This past summer, I had surgery for the first time. That's a weird experience. How many of you know what it's like that a like couple hours of your life are just gone? Like, like, like you went to sleep. And you wake up and and you are opened up and you don't know what they put in and you don't know what they took out. But I had faith that hopefully my doctor took out what he was supposed to. You see, you say, Pastor Aaron, yeah, everybody has faith. And to a certain degree, everybody operates on faith to some level. But what, what I'm talking about this morning is not the human level of faith. You see, a lot of people have faith on a human level because we have faith in what we can see. Because in all of those things I just described to you, there's a history or an experience of what someone has seen and someone has verified and it has, it has demonstrated to all of us that when I come into the worship center, I can sit down. These chairs are stable, right? Right? Like I can have faith that when I go into my car and start it up, that thing's gonna start right. Why? Because there's this experience and other people have seen it happen and, and, and after a while, that can be trusted. But you know, all of us, have, some of you who have traveled internationally know what it's like to be other countries and somebody looks at you and they say, you don't wanna drink that water. Don't eat that. You don't want him to operate on you. Why? Why do they say that? because of their experience, right? Like like they've seen what's happened when people drink the wrong kind of water. But that's not what the Bible Here's look at me right here this morning because this is the crux of the issue. Because what the Bible is talking about here is faith, and it's not faith in what we can see. Notice you see how the Bible describes it in Hebrews chapter 11? The Bible says that it is the assurance of things hoped for, Notice this description of faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things, not what? So it's not seen. You see, our world talks about faith, but the faith that we have is often faith in our experience. It's faith in what we have verified. Whereas what the Bible here is talking about is that we do not walk by sight, we walk by faith. The Bible says, for we walk by faith faith and not by sight. You remember what Jesus told to Thomas? As Jesus was having that discussion with one of his disciples and Jesus said to Thomas, you believe because you've seen me, yet blessed are those who have not seen me and yet believed. What's Jesus talking about? He's talking about the reality that none of us have really had personal experience with heaven. Have any of you had first hand experience with heaven? Have any of us stepped foot in tomorrow? No. And that is, my friend, why the fears in our life loom so large. Because we haven't been in tomorrow. And we think to ourselves, if we have only been able to see tomorrow and know what's going to happen, that somehow it'll be easier when we get there. But here's the reality. Have any of us stepped foot in tomorrow? Yes or no? Let me hear you. No. None of us know what will happen tomorrow. And so what Jesus is talking about is that we live our life to the fullness of faith today. Today. But here's the thing. I know, my friend. I know the fears of tomorrow. And those can loom real large in our life. And it becomes so overwhelming that 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 we've we've built for ourselves this this crux of control of of what we want to see happen or what we think needs to happen and so it, it we 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 worry ourselves oh my goodness some of us are just spinning in our mind with with worry and anxiety and fear because we're so wrapped up with tomorrow and we're not in tomorrow and the bible says there is only one who has lived in tomorrow the eternal God, past, present, and future. And he knows your life. The Bible says, take no thought for your life. Don't be anxious about your life. There's nothing you can do by spinning yourself into worry. The Bible says, you can't increase your height by one stature. You can't somehow know what will happen tomorrow. So what does he invite you to do? God in his grace invites you and I to to trust in him. And how do we trust God? We trust God by faith. You see, faith is this, the Bible, notice right here, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. When the Bible talks about hope for, it's not talking about like I hope that'll happen. It's this idea of a certainty, a firm conviction, an unwavering reality. So the Bible says, "Notice, faith is the assurance. It's the substance in some of our Bibles of things that are hoped for." What does that mean? It means it's not yet a reality in my life today, but but by faith, I'm 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 taking this realization of what is hoped for. I'm taking this conviction of what I have have not seen, and, I, and I'm pulling it with such weight and presence into my life today that it is present in my life. It's, it's this picture of faith that faith is not this wishy-washy, I don't know what's going to happen, but somehow I'll, I'll have faith. Faith is, is really, as the Bible would lay it out for us, is taking God at his word. It's taking his promise. You see, these things that we have assurance about, these things that we have conviction about, these aren't our ideas. These are things that God has promised, and we may not yet possess them. They may be things that are still yet to come, but our faith gives it a present substance in our life that it is a reality. How many of you are still with me? Right? So in the Old Testament... In the Old Testament, as they were waiting by faith, as Abraham had faith in the Messiah, there was this time of waiting. There was this time of, of trusting. And what did they had to do? I, I, by faith, I believe the Messiah is gonna come. Believe, by, by faith, I, I'm appropriating the reality of what God said he would do, and I'm, I'm making it a reality right now. By faith, I, I believe in the Messiah. Well, you and I who are here today in the church, and Christ has come. But we're still waiting, right? It's like we've seen the fulfillment of what he has done, but yet there's still more that God's going to do. And and you and I are awaiting his second coming. We're awaiting when the king and judge of all the earth will come and and establish his kingdom and he will set what is right, wrong and make it right. And we have faith in that. And I hope for you it's not this, well, I hope he's going to come back. But I hope for you, it's what the Bible says. It's this assurance and conviction and firm reality. I know he's coming back. And because I know he's coming back, I'm going to live like he's coming back today. That's faith. So faith takes the promises of God that have yet to be realized or experienced in our life. And it does not dismiss them. Faith believes them. Faith receives them. Faith faith reaches out in this trust that God will be faithful to his word. Faith is the assurance of what? It's the assurance of things hoped for. It's it's the assurance of what God has said. It's a promise. It's the the assurance that God will be true to his promise. Isn't that good news? And it's the conviction of things that's not seen. Why? Because here's the key. Look down in your Bible at verse 6. Here's the key. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he what? He exists and that he what? Notice, whoever would come to God in faith, these are the things you have to believe. You have to believe that he exists. And you have to believe that he rewards those who seek him. Faith is a conviction. It's an unwavering confidence, a a firm conviction that what God has said, that he will do. And you and I cannot function in the kingdom of God without this currency called faith. We have to exercise our faith in God, the Almighty. Why? Because it's a reality this morning that you could be here, my friend, and your faith is not found in God. In fact, you could be a born-again follower of Christ this morning, and your faith may, right now at this moment, not be in Jesus Christ. Your faith could be in a thousand different things. And so would you jump there with me to chapter 12? Notice how the Bible, how the writer summarizes this. Verse two, looking to whom? Say it louder, looking to whom? Turn to your neighbor and tell him, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus, the founder, and here it is, the perfecter of our faith. Why do we look to Christ? Because he's the only one that can fulfill that promise. And some of us this morning are looking to a whole bunch of things. We're looking to ourselves. We're looking to our friend. We're looking to some doctor. We're looking to some treatment. We're looking to some need. We're looking to some bank. We're looking to some something. And the fact is, you can't be looking to Jesus and be looking to something else at the same time. And so the Bible says, in this admonition to look to Jesus, it's the idea that you're going to look away from everything else. And, I, and I'm going to focus my eye on him, and I'm going to I'm going believe that he exists, and I'm going to believe that he's the rewarder of those who seek me, and I'm going to believe that, that God will honor faith, because that's the currency of how God works in his kingdom. Uh, listen to me. Hear me clearly. I'm not saying this name it, claim it stuff. But I think the church has been so bombarded with false teaching that somehow we don't even talk about faith at all in the church anymore. God is a rewarder of those who faithfully seek him. So this morning, I don't know where you're at in your life. I sure don't know what brought you here this morning, but here's what I do know, my friend, that the currency of the kingdom is faith. And you say, well, that's good. Faith, where do I get it? How do I get some of it? Because I'm here this morning, Aaron, and I don't feel like I have a lot of faith. You're saying to believe God for some big things. I I don't know if I have the faith to believe it. The Bible tells us where faith comes from. Do you know that? Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Do we have it? Say this verse with me. Here we go. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Say it again. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing what? The word of Christ the word of god faith comes by the word but here's the thing you can come to church this morning and you can have the word with you and you still don't have faith you can gather with us as a church this morning and 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 hear the word of god listen to the word of god preached and still actually not have faith because this hearing is not just that you have it it's not this idea that you simply have the bible because i have the bible now i have faith the word hearing there is this idea that God's, God's clearly speaking to you and he's communicating to you. You see, some of us are not hearing from God. Why do we have no faith? We're not hearing from God. We're not positioning ourselves to hear from his word. And it's not just the having the word or even reading the word, but it's this hearing. It's this... It's this intimate speaking that God speaks to you through his word. And how many of you how many of you can attest to this? You've been in a moment in your life where, man, you sure are in a season where it doesn't really make sense, but God's just giving you the subtle assurance of peace and, and, and you heard him clearly. How many of you are there? That's God speaking to you in his word. And it's God giving you a faith. And so where does the faith come from? It comes by hearing the word. I wonder, do you have plans this year to hear the word of God in your life? Do you have plans this year of how you're going to not just have the word, but hear the word? Well, you know, today's Vision Sunday. At least normally that's what it's been on the calendar. You know, not every year is a real dynamic year. I've kind of wrestled with that this year. I kind of hope every year is a dynamic year. Not every year is a dynamic year, and that's okay. You know, looking back at 23, there's a lot we set out for, a lot we hope to accomplish, and the uh, last couple weeks have been sitting and looking and realizing, well, we're kind of still there. We're kind of still in process. Like, a lot of the big vision things that we talked about last year, we're kind of still trudging through the mud on them, right? Like, we're still in the process. and And I don't know about you, but... But but, but I, as we think about today and and as we think about this year, I and as we think about your life, you know sometimes we sometimes we feel well let me let me just what better way to illustrate it with a children's book? Um, there's this book, I can't think of the name, maybe Jessica can help me with it, but it's about this acorn. It's about this acorn. Some of the best things come from children's books. and it's about this acorn and, and he's having this huge adventure and he fell from the tree and then a squirrel picked it up and he's going all around and it's just, man, life is exciting, life's thrilling, dynamic. Wow, we're doing something, you know? And then all of a sudden he gets buried <coughs> and he just feels like dumped on. And I don't know about you, maybe you're here this morning and you're like, I just feel dumped on, I feel buried. And, and at first he thinks that, this, this little acorn thinks that it, everything's just over, Right? But then things start to move. He notices a worm. The soil starts shifting. Then he starts seeing these roots expanding. And all of a sudden, it pops through the ground. And he's this tree. Now, here's the thing. Some of us are here this morning, and I don't know what your life's been like, but but some of us, I know this to be true. In our waiting, some of us in our in our in our, in our those moments in our life where where, where God's doing a real work. He's, he's prepared the soil, he's planted it, and, and then it's in those moments where it just feels dark, it just feels like, man, I don't know if we're making progress here, is there anything, is God do, what, what is God doing? And then you kind of step back and you realize, oh wow, he's still working. I tell you the word the Lord gave me this week for me, and I don't know if it's for you, it's this, keep watering. Some of you are, you're on, the, you're on the fence about stop watering something because you feel like you're not seeing it. And the word that God, I think, has for me and maybe God has for you this year in 2024 is keep watering. Keep watering. Have the faith to trust me that I'm working in ways when you don't see it. Trust me to be faithful to do what I will promise to do in your life. And and and, and some of us here, we get so wrapped up because we want the dynamic process, right? We like, we want to, boom, things are moving, things are going, this is great, you know. But how many of you know life's not like that? How many of you know life's not like that for your family? You know, it's like Diane, boom, and then we're kind of waiting. And then boom, and it's like, yeah. And and I just I don't I I don't know if I'm communicating what I want to communicate to you this morning. But I believe with all my heart that God is still worthy of being believed. But he wants people who will exercise their faith to believe him. Do you believe God has big stuff for this church? I believe God has big stuff for his church. And I I pray that he... We will be faithful to do it in whatever way that looks like here. Now, let me just tell you, there's been a lot happening this year. It's been a positive year. we got some updates coming and all that to say, God's been moving, God's been working. But in the season of life where you feel like, Lord, I'm not sure. Keep watering. Keep watering in faith that what you're trusting God for, he will be true. Because he's promised. And you know, there's a great promise for the church of Jesus Christ. You know what that is? The Bible says that the gates of hell cannot, shall not prevail against it. It's pretty conclusive to me. I think God will be faithful to his church. It doesn't mean it will always be easy. It doesn't mean we'll be free of hardship. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean any of those things. But it means that God will be faithful and we can trust him and he is worthy to be believed. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. Thank you for what you've done in our life. We pray that through what you have said, it would stir and speak and quicken in our life faith. Oh Lord, we believe there's more that you would do in our life. I think there's families that are here this morning, Lord, they're looking at their life and their family and, and, and there's a sense of uh, your calling and your work in their heart and and, and there's just the stirring that, Lord, there's more. Well, help us to have faith, to believe that what you have given us in your word, you'll be faithful to complete. Help those this morning, Father, that that are struggling to find joy, that are... that are are wrestling, feeling like their joy is being stolen. Those that are on the edge of forsaking the faith and just throwing in the towel, Lord, God, give them faith. Stir within our heart this speaking to us. Give us a word that that just gives us this subtle peace to know that you're seeing us, that you know our life and you're well acquainted with our ways. And Lord, we just need a fresh reminder of that. I pray you would awaken faith in the heart of this church. Lord, help us to believe that better days are behind, are ahead of us. Help us to trust that, that you got big things that you want to do in our life and in this community and, Lord, in discipling relationships and that we would be faithful to glorify you by loving you and other people and influencing the world with the hope of the gospel. Father, may that be our ambition this year. May the more we get to know you, the deeper we grow in our love and devotion of you. We pray you'd help us. And we're so thankful that, Lord, you're you're well aware of everything in our life. And so right now we just... uh, we just confess, Lord, the moments that we've not looked to you, but we're looking to something else. I want to give you a moment right there in your seat this morning. just bow your head before the Lord. I, I wonder, are you really seeking after God this year? Do you want to know God better this year than last year? Is He been your devotion, your focus? It's easy to put our life and thoughts on other things. So it's happened so easy. Turn to the Lord this morning. Find Him what you need. can you pull up the song The Goodness of God would you stand church to your feet there's some cards up here this morning to pray for them In this time of invitation I invite you to come and take a card to hold someone else up in our church in faith to believe God on their account Maybe God's speaking to you this morning. You just want to come kneel here at the altar and you want to meet with God. The, the altar's open. The invitation's open. I invite you this morning to come. Come pray for someone. Come get alone with God. And as we, we do that, we're going to sing. If we have the words that Jessica will lead us in the song about the goodness of God. Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for your grace that you're our shepherd that you lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. And we're thankful, Lord, that your goodness and mercy surround us and follow us all the days of our life. We give you all the praise for what you've done thus far in our life and, God, what you're going to do in the days ahead. Give us faith, Lord, to trust you. I pray for those this morning that are struggling to reach and find that, Lord, you would drive them to your word and that they would be stirred with fresh faith to believe you for this day. We ask it in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen.